Hi. I did originally just have like a really short intro because people keep leaving comments like skip to three minutes in for the real podcast or for the real interview. Um, so I did it really fast and then I thought, you know what? Fuck those people. I'm doing this for free, mate. And I'm not even trying to sell you like mattresses or anything like that. There's no like, you know what, guys? The other day I realized I needed a really good mop. So I used Magic Mop. Go to magicmop.com and use the code Craigy Craigy Mop Mop for 10% off a little fucking mop. I don't even do that, even though technically I just did that. So, I don't know, skip to five minutes in if you don't want to hear me not sell you a mop. I'm just sat here trying to enjoy a lovely Northern Monk Brewery Passion Fruit IPA without selling you any kind of adverts or products. And, you know, you're just berating me. You're just discrediting my hard work. I'm joking. This, of course, is a joke. If you want to skip this bit, skip this bit. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of new fans because my guest this week's Jordan Fish from Bring Me the Horizon. Big band, isn't it? Big Me the Horizon. Huge Horizon energy. Um... Jordan is, I guess he's a keyboardist live, but, you know, he's a songwriter. I originally thought he did everything when he joined the band, because the band changed a lot. And I've since found out he actually does less than I thought he did, but more also than I thought he did. That makes no sense. When I say that out loud, it makes no sense. But when you listen to the next two hours in which me and Jordan Fish talk about his glorious rise to a member of one of the biggest bands I would say in the world it will make more sense um, we had a great chat I know Jordan from way back and it's honestly amazing he was very talented back in the day but it's amazing to see where he is at now um, as I said we talk about how he joined the band if you're a news website that's going to nick some of this for your press release do me a favour and just link to the podcast please if it's your first time listening to the downbeat on Notfest or wherever you're listening to it thanks for coming uh, check out the other episodes you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Renlord weird name that I sort of decided on when I was about 21 you can go to www.thedownbe.at so it spells downbeat and there's t-shirts and that and if you don't fancy a t-shirt or you're like a nudist you could just donate if you liked it or not suit yourself I always wanted to know how to play the guitar it's not an ad for that right if you remember that ad it's not an ad for that stay with me it's the same ballpark are you a guitarist you've managed to get this far you've managed to get through the military grade anti-guitarist systems at the downbeat and i feel like it's only fair that i give you an offer for that the lovely people at neural dsp are giving listeners of the downbeat podcast a whopping 30 percent off that's 30 with an f 30 percent off any of their plugins so you can plug your guitar in and sound like anyone from gojira to pliny Tim Henson, Tom Morello, you want to sound like Stray? Load that one up. There's a nolly pack. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all these people. You want to get that tone straight out of the box or you can fiddle with it. I've been doing some fiddling. I don't even play the guitar. It's making me sound good. So look forward to my side project. Don't know what that's going to be. Not only do you support the podcast, but you support the wonderful people at Neuron bringing these plugins and they are wonderful people. Side note, got pretty hammered with them at NAM. 30% off any plugin at neuraldsp.com, excluding new releases until 90 days after they've released. The code is downbeat. That's downbeat at neuraldsp.com. Let's get back to the show. Jordan Fish on the Downbeat Podcast.
I'm going to count to four, and we're going to clap four times, and then that's when the podcast starts. Okay. All right. One, two, three, four. Look at that producer timing. Was it meant to be in time? I didn't know if it was. Yeah. You were counting that, in what, we weren't... musically. What do you mean? I didn't know if musically. it was like if you were just counting it in. You counted it in quite steady, so I thought, okay, maybe we stick to that timing for the four claps then. Yeah, obviously yeah. that's how it works. Okay, cool. I got it right then. Hang on, you're a multi-award winning producer and you didn't Haven't, you didn't realize that's what I was doing. The big awards I didn't win, so we've been I've been runner really? up, runner up for a lot of them, but never won. You haven't got the big one. Well, hang, what's got, big to you? The Grammy was the one I really wanted to, really would like to win, but I think that's ship sailed. Why there. didn't you get a Grammy? No, uh, we didn't win. Who won? The first year St. Vincent won. The uh, for the best rock song, and then last year we were nominated for. Was it last year or this year? It might have been this year. I think it was this year. February was it February? But still, things were still happening in January, February, weren't they? They were like yeah, yeah on their way out. But... So yeah, I think this year my mind is just a mess at the moment. So I think in January we were nominated for the best album, but again we didn't win. So. Never was it win. what flat flat out best album? No, best rock album, not best album. Sorry, definitely. Is not that best even album. a thing with the Grammys? Best it's like album a, it's, ever. They have best. Uh, the main best album is like hip hop, and then they have a second. They basically have two different um, ceremonies. They have like the ceremony for people who, for the ones that people care about, and then they have like another because there's loads of Grammys, like hundreds. So they have another. Oh. They have a ceremony earlier on that's. So the main one is presented by Alicia Keys. Um, but the ceremony that we go to, we, we go to both, but the ceremony that the award, the Rock Award is in, is uh, presented by Shaggy. And that's, um, that's earlier on in the day. So, we so, they, they, so Rock is in the shit, the shit Grammys. Yeah. I'm not going to call them the shit Grammys. No, it's like... You just told like, me that it's a shit Grammy and a sound, good Grammy. It's like lots of classical music, jazz. It's just anything that's more niche. It's in the... That's like an earlier ceremony that's not televised, basically. So, wow. yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's still pretty cool. But, yeah, you get Shaggy. And the main one gets Alicia Keys, so... And who... Sorry, who, who pipped you this the year? The first year was St. Vincent. And this year was... Oh, it was Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant one for the best album, best rock album, yeah. Wait, the Perfect Circle album? No, Cage the Elephant, the band Cage the oh, Elephant. Oh, I literally just heard the word elephant no. cut out a little bit then, and I was like, what? Eat the Elephant? I think That's they... the name of the Perfect Circle album, isn't it? I, no, I haven't heard it, to be honest. It's not Grammy award winning, I'll tell you that much. Is it not? I didn't like the... I kind of stopped listening to them after that second album. They had the the, and, the one that was had had cover but it was like a covers album or it had a cover version or something. That was the nurse, third one. Something Emo- about a emotive. nurse. No, I'm thinking no, of a nurse. Nurse was on the second one. I didn't like that second album either. Didn't you? The production's fucking some of the best drum production I think I've ever heard. Yeah, maybe I'd like. To be honest, I might like it if I gave it a spin again. I just remember Medanon was the one that I liked, and then. Mm. And, I don't and you're right, the, the Nurse song, I can't remember what it's called. The Let's Nurse song is, was a bit shit. Let me have a look. But that album fucking does rip, and the drum production on the song The Noose in particular, my favourite <coughs> kick and snare drum sound of all time. It's coming back to me now. See, I remember this production as being feeling a lot more sparse than the first album, so I didn't, I didn't love the... F- 
it kind of sounded a little cold to me. I know it's very clean, but I liked the the full sound of that first record. I mean, yeah, Mur- Murder Nom's mix is fucking insane yeah. as well. It's Didn't like lots do- of reverb, isn't it? They did something crazy. I don't know if it's on Murder Noms or actually it might be on whatever the thirteenth steps, the second one, isn't it? I yeah. think they used a different mix for every song. Uh, I think on thirteenth step. I feel like I heard that, or at least I know they had different mixes for the singles. Is that a thing I remember? Like the singles sounded quite mm. different or something. Like I think maybe that Weak and Powerless sounded quite different to the rest of the album. Um, that kind of thing maybe. bothered me when I was younger. Different mixes, like for singles versus and, the album. And now look at you. Now look at you. Well, we haven't. We don't do it. That's one thing. Like I've, we've always retained having the same mixer do a whole album. Like a, a lot of bands. Yeah, but have, you like, got the, like you got wacky songs. Yeah, but we have the same. I mix. mean that in the nicest possible. Like yeah, I guess it's the they're same quite mix, varied. Yeah. But I mean, at least at least sonically, they're kind of. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of the same. To be honest, I'd probably hate our band if I was a fan of our band. Because I was I was that like when I was younger, I hated it when bands changed. And we do that, you know, we've yeah. done that a lot, so. Oh, we, that, we, can, we can go straight into this conversation now because okay. I actually, other than sort of vaguely knowing the guys from back in the day, didn't like Bring Me the Horizon until, I'm not going to fucking nosh you off too much, but until you put your fucking spin on things. Yeah. Um, and that will be because we know each other from back in the day. Yeah. And you were always in really good bands. That's first of all, that's absolutely not true. I've been in loads of shit, shit bands when I was younger, and also for for me, I I think feel like I like as weird as it sounds, I like the Bring Me the Horizon before I was in the band more than not more not more than I do now, but like because I'm separated from it, I'm more ap- appreciative of it than it's almost like yeah, it's someone that, else's band, I've, so I. I like it. I'm more of a fan so of it. You than, can, yeah, but than, that's more. That's more being. Uh, what's the fucking word? Like self-deprecating. Probably you. Mm. Probably like many artists do something, release it, and then think, well, that's a fucking giant big steaming pile of shit. Yeah, a little bit, but also I feel like I like appreciate the the type of music, like especially on the album just before I joined. I think there's some really good songs on that album and they're really good to play live. So I, I'm always the one who's pushing to play those songs live. And basically it's like a fight between me and our drummer to, you know, Matt, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. So it's pretty much a fight. He between, doesn't want to play the old ones. He doesn't want to play the old ones because they're just obviously crazy, fucking crazy horrible fast. on drums. And he's like, he doesn't play, he doesn't play like that anymore. So it's like, he basically doesn't. And because he's, I feel like his standards of, um, acceptable drumming have improved so like he's so hard on himself if like even he makes like the tiniest little slip live that he doesn't want to like scruff his way through them whereas i'm like yeah and those old ones the kick the kick patterns are fucking really really difficult yeah they're basically unplayable from unless you're like a real like someone who was i don't know constantly working on that kind of you know i don't even know what it is just practicing double kick loads basically so yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm more of a f- fan of the band before I was in the band. Although I can see why you know it's just different, isn't it? Just a different type it of e- different. different type of energy. But, but probably more more the album before. Like there is a hell. I think is. Yeah, that's that's the one where I think people who were also in the scene, although massively eclipsed by Bring Me, 
like that was the one where they went and well hang on these have got hooks there's yeah. hooks in here now yeah it's not just the kick drum stuff yeah exactly so then you but so I want to actually talk about this because I don't know the answer and I don't know if you've ever talked about the answer um, and I will I will relay what I heard happened and okay. then you'll tell me A if that's true B if I'm allowed to have said that okay and if I'm not we'll delete it okay um, and th- there was a C but there was a C believe me I've seen it but I can't remember what it was um, so you were in Worship the band called Worship yeah correct yes right yeah who were from so New- I'm going to say Newbury B- Berkshire really. yeah Newbury really yeah where I'm from yeah so and I fucking loved Worship oh thanks it was for anyone that doesn't know it was basically sort of like Radiohead but down the M4 a bit more yeah I would say it's like Radiohead but with proper drums you know what I mean yeah and maybe like, like a, sli- mi- a mixture of old and new Radiohead yeah with a bit maybe slightly more rocky you know like slightly more gritty like, like Mew meets Radiohead maybe that's a, that's a good way of putting it I would say it. Proper, um, proper drums hit hard but still, and still synths and stuff from, I remember seeing you at Sub 89 I can't remember if it was your own show oh, yeah. or supporting someone or something it was supporting um, it was supporting Does It Offend You yeah I that's think. who it was Jesus yeah. um, and then the next thing I knew you were in Bring Me Horizon now obviously that's not how that happened but <clears> I heard this is what happened I heard Ollie heard worship and loved it and wanted to start a label just to sign you guys and then eventually just went, do you want to just join my band? I mean, sort of like that. I I think he had the label idea was for a couple of other artists as well that he was like, I think there was talk of Sony were going to give him like a label to like give him some money to start like a little subsidiary label. Nice. Um, So then he actually... He used to. He came to our shows for ages, and he actually get, got us like ten grand, which, and we basically were like, we didn't have anything really. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have. I think we might have had a, a manager, or we'd been for a couple of managers, but we didn't have any. Uh, there was no sign that we were going to make any money really, and they gave us some money to go and write some songs and and stuff. Um, and they did give us that money. We ended up getting screwed out of a little bit by the person who was managing us at the time. So there was a, it was a real. Um, it was a real thing that Sony were going to do. And then it was around the time that he was like going through his personal issues and going to rehab and all that stuff. So I think he had a break away from the band. And I remember he, that was when he, that was when that idea got kind of mooted because he was obviously away sorting that stuff out. And then, and I was obviously wanted to like, just from a purely selfish point of view, I was like, oh, I want my band to get signed. I didn't really know him that well. Um, And then he just said, oh, do you want to, you know, we're doing some stuff. Do you want to come and work on our, do you want to come and do some stuff with us on our music? And I was like, oh, I think I said, yeah, but it was one of those, like, didn't think it was actually going to happen situations. I was like, yeah, man, that'd be cool. And then the next weekend, he kind of said it again, followed it up and was like, oh, you know, you still want to come up and do some stuff and I was like oh fuck, fuck it alright then yeah I'll, I'll, I'll come when do you want to do it kind of thing it was one of them moments because it's not really something I would normally do like go, go it's one of them things that you have to actually make a bit of effort to do you know what I mean 
and I, I I think I was kind of imagining that I wouldn't I wouldn't bother. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was really going to happen. And then he kind of pushed it, and I was like, oh fuck it, I'll I'll give it a go. So yeah, I just I literally put. He said, oh maybe this weekend. So I, I put my computer in my car and just just drove up to Sheffield. I'd never even been to Sheffield before in my life. And I had met the other guys briefly. Um, they'd been to a show in Manchester to see worship. So yeah, I just went up and they were in the studio with Phil Gornell. Do you know Phil Gornell? Yeah, I know Yeah, Phil. they were in the studio with Phil Gornell demoing, like just working on some music they'd been writing. And then I sat there for like an hour and it was really awkward. Um, and I, at that point I had that feeling of like, because he... Ollie kind of is quite like he'll just do things without he doesn't think about he don't worry about what is the appropriate thing to do or what or like what people think so he didn't really think about yeah. the fact that the others might think it was a bit weird that I was there I think or that I might feel a bit weird so he's like yeah come up and I was like okay cool so I kind of sat there for a bit and I think maybe I was just awkward because I'm quite I'm quite awkward at first and then he was like yeah well, do you want to go back to my house instead of like being here and we'll just we'll just chill and right there and I was like okay cool so yeah we just went back to his and set up and then we just started pretty much like that day he was like we've got this little it was like a little guitar demo like guitar and drums and stuff and we just we just started working on it and, and he had lots of ideas like loads and loads of ideas um so the first song was pretty much he was just saying can you do this can you do this can you do this can you do this and I was like okay I can do that you know it was all stuff I could do so it was, you know, it'd be like this section, it'd be cool if it, if it kind of had this like kind of noise. And I was like, okay, cool. Try and make, try and make that sound. So I think for him, it was like, it was like suddenly, you know, he was he like, do what he wanted. yeah, he was like, holy fuck, I can make whatever the fuck I want, basically. Um, and for me, it was like, this is quite, e not easy, but I didn't feel like at first I was like, this is, this is fun because I'm not worrying about like, with my with my band, it, we'd we'd got ourselves. It was wasn't that fun, you know what I mean? It was more like it was a bit pretentious, and it was like everything was too cool. You know, you couldn't do. There was loads of things that I felt like we couldn't do because they would be yeah, very serious. Yeah, it was very serious, and it was just like you know, there was no there was no randomness to it, and so obviously like writing with with Ollie and that was more. He's got he just had this like more random. You know, I'm going well, to try doing this and try doing this. And I just found it really fun. So at first I kind of felt like oh, it's not my thing, but I'm enjoying it and it's a little bit of extra money or whatever. So I'll come up every weekend and they were paying me 200 quid uh, per weekend. So like to come up to Sheffield and back down again. And I was like, sweet. 200 pounds for two days? Yeah. I mean, that was just... Wait, a wait, wait, wait. With petrol or just that? It might have been... I can't remember if there was a bit of petrol oh, on top. Oh, fuck well, me. No, this was... Biggest, uh, fucking, biggest fucking band going. 200 I, quid. Well, bear in mind, I think that's probably what I asked for. I mean, at first it was really just like a... The story changes... I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I need to say the story changes quite quick. <laughs> Very rapidly, I got more money than I ever had in my life from that <laughs> session. So this was like weeks after. Because I wasn't... I didn't, have any, I didn't really have any money. I had my studio in Newbury that I'd, that I'd built up over like five years. But I didn't make any money off it. I just made enough to basically live. I had no savings, so I wasn't skint. But like you know, I also had no money. With me and me and my wife were living in our we're living in our friend's spare room. I think at that point. Um, so so yeah, and then 
they did that for a couple of weekends and then it was like then it moved to being slightly longer so it was like it was like four or five days a week um and then they kind of put me on they started paying me monthly you know like a, a, a decent amount and then it was almost like I was, yeah. on a, I was on not a decent amount but enough you know I'm not complaining about the money whatsoever. It was at the time I was just like, this is sweet. And I was happy. I was, I would have done it for free because it was the biggest thing I'd ever done already. You know what I mean? The biggest artist I'd ever worked with. So, um, do you remember then, what that first song was? The first one was off, was obviously Sempaternal. It was, um, Snakes Start to Sing. It was kind of like a, I guess you'd call it like a dramatic rock kind of song. It was quite emotional song but it wasn't my chords it was it was something they'd already written so it was more like if you listen to the song it's very production heavy um because we just because obviously it was just like ollie coming up with loads of ideas and me doing it so there's a lot of like funny noises and um shit like that and then and then after like a after a week or two i think i said i think we were talking over text and he said oh you know if, if if you've got, you know, if you come up with stuff at home, if you have anything cool, you know, send send it over or whatever, like something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, like that's a bit different. You know what I mean? Like that's a different level of. It's one thing for me involvement. To add, yeah, a little bit because it was like you know I could I could write I could write shit at home and send it through, and I, I didn't. I mean, a lot a lot of people are very precious about their, you know, bands and their, and it was not like that at all. It was so, it was like. And it was like he didn't give a shit about any of that kind of shit. I was like, oh, sweet, okay. So I sent a bunch of stuff through, and it was like, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. We should work on this, and and then it was like, then it, from then on, it was just like we were all writing together. Really, me, Ollie, and Lee mostly, but everyone was kind of involved, and yeah, it was just it just happened really quickly from that point on. And then and then we started to get songs. You know, we had like a bunch of demos, um, and then that was when the singing element came in which was like he really wanted we'd, we'd written a bunch of music probably like five or six songs and a lot of it was quite melodic so i i don't know how many of the songs off that that sempaternal that you would know but the first song is called can you feel my heart it's quite a like um melodic song really so i think he started to feel like well i mean it, it was kind of obvious that it just screaming would would just sound weird you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because, I mean, just because uh, it was so melodic. From that album onwards, I'm pretty well versed with everything. Yeah. But like the early stuff. So like I'll probably know every song you're talking about from that album onwards. Maybe okay, on the new cool. one, I'll probably only know the singles that much. Um, so it was, but, it was really, we were working on uh, Can You Feel My Heart, which is the first song on the album. And Ollie was like, I, I really want to sing. But he'd never sung melody before. He could only scream. So, and that was something he really pushed. He was like, you know, I want to be able to, to, to sing melodies and stuff. So then that kind of the focus of a lot of it became that side of it, you know, like how, how he could sing and him learning how to like pitch his screams and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause he couldn't, he didn't, I mean, he would admit he was like basically what you would call tone deaf. So you could sing a note to him and he wouldn't be able to sing it back. He obviously had good timing and stuff because he, because he was so used to screaming, but all of his techniques and everything he'd learned was was screaming based. And he was not a natural singer in the sense that, you know, some people can, I've always been able to like sing a bit, 
you know, like I could, if you put something on in the car, I'd sing along and it would be in tune ish, just, just naturally. He didn't have that. So, so yeah, the, the first thing was just really like a blag, a studio blag. Um, we just tried and tried and he persevered and to be honest, like without trying to suck his dick, like the, the hours we were putting in to, to, to try and just like get one chorus or one verse or it was, it was fucking actually sick in the head, to be honest. Like we would work for a whole day. I mean like a 16 hour day on like, on like a small section of vocals. You know what I mean? Like it was crazy. Do you feel, do you feel like he feels like he's got a lot to prove because back in the day there was like fucking you either loved him or you hated him no I don't know I don't think so I don't think he has any chips I mean like his, 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 his work his ethic do you reckon may, he's may, like... to be honest I think it was purely motivated by musical I think he just wanted to do it because he wanted to do it I don't think it was to prove anyone wrong or think he just thought it would sound really good and usually the motivation is just making some sick music as cliched as that sounds and I think that's what it was was like oh this if I could sing on this, it would, it would, it would be awesome. It would sound way better and we could do, and we could, I think, I think we both had the sense that, I mean, I felt like from my point of view, not knowing the band that well from before, like if, if we could pull it off and he could sing, then think how big this band could be. Cause they were already massive. Um, yeah, and they and, became fucking, you became stratospheric. That album is fucking insanely good though. Oh, thanks. Like the, uh, I just remember because that is the first track. And that, all right, whose idea was the synth in that? Whatever that fucking noise is. What's the noise? Give me the, give me the scientific term. That's kind of a chopped up vocal mix of the you, synth. It was probably Ollie's idea. The thing to that be you play, the thing the that you play on the, yeah, it's probably Ollie's idea. To be honest, I mean, all of the the pitched choppy vocals and stuff. I hadn't really done much of that before. That was something he was he he kind of like made that into a bit of a thing so yeah i guess that was probably his That's idea but cool let's get let's get the him bit out of the way because there'll be some people that just listen to this because they want to know about him i've only met him once maybe twice the time that i met him you might know about this um i burst into their dressing room with my mate and i put my dick in my mate's mouth <laughs> you um, didn't i don't yeah, know if no, I've, I I've heard a lot of dick in mouth stories about various people so i can't remember that one in particular but um, it was there was someone on the tour package I can't remember who it was I'm what, still tour, what tour was this? Um, oh shit I've just FaceTimed you, oh, you sorry just put, hello hi we're on, we're on, we're on video now um, how do you get out of this? do I just I leave know. it? I'll just leave we'll it oh camera off just, there you go I've got it uh, swipe, swipe up and then go camera off is that a thing? alright oh, okay there you go right thank we're god back. Um, someone on the tour page I can't remember what it was I wasn't even on the tour I just went to it there was someone in one of the support bands I can't remember and some there was some rumour that some guy was homophobic so and it wasn't any of bring me suck a dick. It, wa- it wasn't no mine mine was the dick that was sucked oh okay and it wasn't actually oh no hang on no yeah it was my, I put my dick in my mate's mouth completely flaccid may I add Okay. It, was, it wasn't actually like a. An you don't have to prove anything to me. 
I'm I mean, it's not even mind. a, a if, if you had a thing. semi, it's fine. But there was... Um, I can't really remember this, the specifics, but there was someone on the tour package that was rumoured to be homophobic. And I was like, what the fuck? In this day and age, you're going to be homophobic? So I just burst into the dressing room. It wasn't of any of Bring Me's. It, it was just like someone in one of the support bands or something. It's probably just a nasty rumour. Anyway, I just burst in put my dick in my mate's mouth. What did your mate... And then, was your mate prepped, oh no, he, prepped he, on he, it? No, yeah, 100%. I'm not just yeah. going around to fucking... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I, just whack thank it you there. for sa- saving my cancellation there. No, it was a pre-planned thing between me and my friend to try and weed out who the homophobe was. Um, but it obviously didn't work and it was probably not even a homophobe there in the first place. So um, you just, you just did it is, for nothing? Yeah, that is the lasting sort of impression... That, you that made. I made the first time I met any of those boys. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. So he probably remember. Maybe he remembers me for that. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I'll have to ask. Whose idea to. was it to? Do, anyway, off this, off this bit about me. Um, <laughs> whose idea was it to start playing that shit live? You what know, shit the, live? The fucking noise from the song, and not just having it on track. The noise, um, you know, all the little boingy noises that you do. I've got no technical <coughs> terminology. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to do as try and play as much as I can. So, generally, the the most the most leady sound of the the most leady sound is the one I'll try and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's obviously the loudest. This the the, the issue is with our stuff is like especially like that song. There's just so many sounds that it's like I can't. I physically can't play even to be honest I can't play like 20% of them yeah but you just play a lot more than other bands that don't <clears throat> that have these sort of sounds I just I tell, my, I tell myself that I that sing bit. a little bit so that's like my that's my kind of like get out of jail free card is like well I do backing vocals so at and least you I've got hit, that you do hit the pads I have a big that drum the moment where I was like Oh, they're like playing quite a lot of this live. That's cool because I assumed it would all be on track. Yeah, well, I'll do my Adds best. To the production a little bit. You do have a big drum. You have a big tamer drum, do you not? I do. Yeah, both endorsed by the same company. I've mine is sort of by proxy, obviously, because Matt's uh, our drummer's on uh, Tamer, same as you. Is that right? Yeah, lo- loved it when he went to Tamer. Shout out to loved Bushy. Hey! Shout out to Bushy. They'll love that. Um, I'm terrible. I'm the worst drummer in the world. And that's not even a lie. I can't physically, my left hand is, I can't physically even do like a basic, I'm, I'm basically terrible at drums. So it's embarrassing that I've even got a drum, but whatever. It's there. It's fun yes. to hit it every so often. If it, as long as you're in time and you give it a little hit. That's the like, problem. On, let's, I'm not in time. Let's, oh, okay. Well, but put it on track. Right, let's fine. stay on subject so you're by this point they are paying you a bit more and you're right you start writing stuff so um, yeah i'm doing a bit of writing but i'm not in the band so then and worship is still um i'm still in worship basically which is my other band and then um we'd had a couple we'd had a couple of tours we'd been offered a tour in worship and there was a big debate about whether we could do it and the singer at the time was like oh, I've, I've got work and and I had, obviously I was running my studio, but I could basically, I was down to do whatever. I was like, I just want to, I just want to tour. I want to try and make the band work. So I would have dropped anything to do the band kind of thing. Yeah. And we'd had this slight kind of issue where I was like, I kind of was feeling like, well, what's the point if we get these things come in and it's like 50, 50 about whether we're going to take them or not. 
I was like, well, your heart's obviously not in it, which is fine because we were a little bit older. We, I was 24 or 25 at the time. So, so yeah, this thing came up and then I, I, I pretty much just said, I kind of had had a feeling, it's weird when you're, when you're kind of like first starting with a band because it, it, it was like almost like a little like beginning of a relationship, like courting, you, courting. Yeah. So I, was, I had the feeling like they would want me to join the band, but it was kind of like, well, you're already in a band kind of thing. Um, mm. so you wouldn't want to be in this band. So oh, that kind of vibe anyway. And I was just like, oh, fuck this. So I just said, I'm not going to do this band anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it like, who's not quitting their band to bring me the horizon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a bit of a, it was a no brainer. And I was, the, the thing is I was enjoying it so much, the writing process and, and, and all that stuff. And I, and I was getting on so well with all the guys and to be honest, in particular, Ollie, like I just got on really well with him. So I was just like, this is a writing partnership that I'm like really super enjoying. So just going to stick with it. So I just stopped doing my band and then, and then it was like, then as we got near the end of the process and we had almost the full album, it was, there was talk about, Oh, who are we going to, who are we going to use to produce it? And I was involved in all these conversations, which is again, strange because it was like I was in the band, you know, I, my opinion was obviously yeah. like being kind of asked and stuff. So then we decided to Terry date because of like his work with Deftones and Pantera. So then Terry came over to the UK right near the end of the process. And around that time I was kind of like, you know, am I, am I coming to the studio? Cause there's like a whole two months booked in the studio. Like, do you want me there? And it was like, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to, that was like the vibe. Like, yeah, if you want to come. And I was like, well, yeah, of course I do. So I just kind of, to be honest, I didn't really get like invited into the band. I just self, I don't know. It was weird. It was just like fell happened. into it. I mean, that's kind like of. most relationships as well anyway, isn't it? You sort of yeah. get to know each other. You fuck a little bit and then you're like, you want to not fuck anyone else? Yeah, that was it. Exactly. And then, except we haven't fucked. Um, I mean, the the, the hypothetical, yeah, not even hypothetical, hypothetical is the wrong word, the metaphorical, metaphorical no. fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, musical so, fucking. So then, and then when the album came out, it was, then our guitarist left, which was another big thing. So they, they had another guitarist called Jonah before I was in the band. Did you know him? Australian uh, dude. I, yes, I did know him. So I do know that, him, I guess. Their relationship with him kind of broke down or had broken down. And that kind of reached ahead when around the time we were recording Sempaternal. So that whole dynamic was going on, which to be fair, I wasn't really involved in because I didn't know that I didn't know the dude that well. Um, I'd seen a little, I'd seen a little bit of, you know, I'd seen a little bit of him and stuff, but like that kind of happened. That was more between them and him. But then when, when, I was announced in the band, which I guess is when I technically joined the band. The, they just put out a press a press statement that said, "Bring Me the Horizon" is Ollie Sykes, Matt Nichols, Matt Keen, Lee Malia, and Jordan Fish. Jonah Weinhoffen is no longer in the band. That was all it said. So obviously, it just Ooh. looked like Ooh. for all the fans, were just like, "Well, who the fuck is this?" And it basically because obviously I'm a keyboard player, basically technically, it's like they've sacked a guitarist and replaced him with a keyboard player, and who the fuck is he? So a lot of the fans... Do they like, know by now? Do the fans know by now how much you've fucking done? Or do they blame you? <laughs> it's a mixture. A it's, to be honest, it's a mixture of either people giving me too much credit or or 
hating me for ruining the band, which again is too much credit because I don't, I haven't done either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I sometimes feel embarrassed when people give me all the credit for like the change of the band because it's just not true at all. That's interesting be because I, I thought that as well. A lot of people do, but it's, it's not the case at all. I, I, I think I helped facilitate the change, but I'm not going to come into someone's band and change the sound. You know what I mean? It's not, I mean, for the first year at least, I didn't feel like I had any say in which direction the band were taking. It was, it was definitely, I mean, it's mostly led by Ollie. He's the creative director of the band, I would say, in terms of like what, what vibe we're going in and stuff. And even now, it's, that's really still the way, I would say. It's more just like he'll, he'll have a vibe of what he wants to do and I'll be like, okay, I'll be thinking more of like the, 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 the literal way that that's going to be made. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he'll have more conceptual ideas of like, oh, I want to do something like, I think we should do something like this or like this. And I'll be like, okay, well, what kind of, I'll start thinking about what kind of actual music that would be and how I would, how I would make it and stuff. Um, and then that, I imagine, that, no, sorry, carry on. That's all right. It's fine. You hit me. No, mine, mine is pointless. So you just go. I can't remember what I was going to say now. So. Right, I was just going to say, I imagine that's how he probably is with his clothing thing as well. Right. You ju he probably just has the ideas, doesn't know how to physically do the thread and then just get someone else. Do you know how to do this? Well, I think, I th I think at the beginning he was photoshopping the designs and then, and he still does, he still does. I just, to be honest, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know much about Drop Dead just at get all, him, really. Just get him to fucking send me some shit. He was going to send me some just shit, not him, whoever worked there, and then that person got fired, I think, just before that Cradle of Filth drop. I was like, come on. You, you'll have to get him on the podcast and ask him yourself. That's, I can't this, is, do. this is the thing, right? I didn't even want to ask you, because obviously, yeah. if anyone doesn't know, we've known each other for quite a long time, and we, until I had a, a minor mental breakdown, we would play FIFA in a, FIFA, a, a lockdown FIFA Cup, which is still going <laughs> yeah. on. Um, it's not. I is think it, it's, is it, is I it think scrapped. It, I think it's fair to say it's finished now. We had a good run. Did everyone just start rage quitting and stuff? Well, the last league finished, and then nobody has sent a message since. So I think Ali and Sam from Architects quit, and then break. Brian from Brian from Paris quit. Ross from the 1975 stopped talking nice. and didn't play four or five of his games in a row and then he played me once and I beat him 8-1 and then he never was seen again <laughs> so <laughs> so we've lost a lot of people in the last few weeks so I'm pretty sure it's, it's finished it was, it was great it was good while it lasted it was great I, I just but, had a moment of like I've got fucking like serious insomnia struggles and they just sort of came about towards the third league and I was like I just I was just getting beaten like 10 nil because I hadn't slept in days I was like I can't do this yeah. this ruins my day even it's, more yeah. I can't even remember what my point was I had a point uh, you were t we were talking about let me trace the thought process we were talking about people thinking that I do all the uh, have forced the change in Bring Me The Horizon and how uh, people either either oh. give me too much credit or give me too much shit yeah, for and it then like, I I, like I said I think the, the change is the change is Definitely not all me. Obviously, I'm not driving. The, I'm not the driving creative force behind the band. So I, I have a part in it, but it's not. I'm not the one going. You know, we should. We need to be this, or we need to be that. I'm just. I'm just there to try and make the music as sick as possible. Really, that's that's as dumb as that sounds. That's literally all I'm trying to do. So. How did so we yeah, there's the that. World and then, Cup? Oh, because I started talking about 
Drop Dead. You started talking about Insomnia and Drop Dead, yeah. I don't know why I talked about that. Um, That's fine. I can't remember. Um, I really had a point. This is how unprofessional the podcast is. I had a real good point. I mean, I think I had a good point. How did I get onto the FIFA thing? Oh, no, I didn't want you... No, it's a side note. I didn't want to ask you, because we've known each other for a while, And but your band is, other than V-Man, I mean, probably around, arguably the same, if not bigger, like... Than Slipknot? Absolutely not. Absolutely in different not. genres, though. Absolutely. You're like a pop band now. But, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like... I hate calling in that favour. So what I do with my friends that are in ginormous bands, I just wait until there's a hint. And then the other day you sort of hinted and I was like, okay, come on the podcast, please. So I'm yeah, certainly I'm not happy, cold calling fucking Ollie or anyone else. I just hate doing the fucking... Hate that must have been... I'm surprised you didn't ask Matt first, being a drummer. I this think is that the thing. Everyone the, thinks for your audience, I think they, they'll, be, they'll be disappointed. It's called the downbeat. Yeah, but that's just a... That's a do you know what, honestly... It's a drum though, phrase. Yeah, but do you know what, honestly, it was? It was originally, I wanted a phrase or a word that encapsulated the fact that I am almost always massively depressed and also something vaguely to do with my career. And there, so you, there you have down, downbeat, because I'm often quite downbeat. Um, I get it, yeah. And to do with drums. Uh, you don't seem like a downbeat person. I don't it's, get that um, I'm, it's very much, I will only post content or do podcasts when I'm on the upswing. There, right, there, okay. it, that's, why that's why you come across as more mental than downbeat. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, cool. That's fine. There's definitely an upbeat. Everyone really only sees yeah. the upbeat, you know. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not, it's not really a drum podcast. It started because... I did do a few drummers at the start and there is, you know, I'm a drummer and I know more drummers than anything. But all of the most listened to episodes are non-drummers. The drummer episodes get well, fuck all listens. I apologise for making presumptions of you. No, it's fine. I'm my, oh, no, I know I'm, you don't I'm exclusively only coming have drummers. In. I'm only coming in hot on that because people will be listening to this and I just... It annoy. It's starting to annoy me because I'll get like, you should get this guy on your podcast, and it's like some fucking YouTube drummer. I'm like, what am I going to talk to him about? Like, how many fucking megabytes of RAM have you got? Like, no shade on YouTube drummers, but like, I just no. I'm trying. What's, what's a YouTube drummer? Somebody just does covers then? Just exclusively does covers, which is again fine. Right. But I couldn't talk an hour and a half with them about that. No, it's it's not that interesting, is it? You should get Nichols because he's got he's got endless stories about everything. He's one of the f- funniest people I've ever met. I, and I would definitely love him to come on here. But I will never ask him. Okay, I'll. If, I hope maybe he'll listen to this. If literally, if 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 people ask me, I'll do it. Or if they even hint, I'll do it. But okay. I just hate the like. Hey, I've got I've got this podcast. Um, I'd love it if you'd come on it. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you're never going to get anyone on there, then, are you? Other than me and V, man. Well, that's you have to, you're going to have to start. You have to start being a bit more bold. Nah, I've, I mean, I have done a few where I've been bold and sort of yeah. got it out there, and the people have said yeah. But then because have you had it, any have you had any any knockbacks? Um, any knows? Actually, from a couple of drummers, there's a girl drummer called Annika Niles, who's f- phenomenal, like one of the best drummers in the world. And 
like I know her. We've had drinks together, like at like a minor symbols event and stuff. Like we've like we're on speaking terms. Message her about it. Ghosted me. A real, a real ghosting, yeah. a, a scene. Not even a sorry, can't do it. Um, and then, but I had people say yeah that I never thought would say yeah. So like, um, fuck. I think Mike Mangini from Dream Theater said yeah, and then I couldn't do it. But I'm if I do the cold calling, even if it's with a friend, I can't be sure they really want to do it. So, who cares? No, so then it, it becomes a chore to like. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done time. it. I wouldn't have done it if you hadn't mentioned it. It's one of the things I'm like, oh, I'm scared. I was nervous. I get nervous for this kind of shit, to be honest. So it's like, you've got to ask. And then it's like, when you do it, it's like, oh, it wasn't so bad, actually. But there's also like, I know you, so I know the conversation would be good. Like, already, yeah. we're like 40 minutes in. I, I think enough information has been shared for it not to be shit. Like now we We've could covered talk the about first six months anything. of my time in the band. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's fine. Yeah. But there's a, lot, there's a lot more to come. Ah, so can moving swiftly on then. So you do that. You're you're in the band now. Al- album comes yeah. out. Album comes out. Well, this is the thing. So we went on tour. Our first tour was Soundwave in 2013, and at that point I was like technic. I was in the band. So that was, that was your my first, first ex- tour. Oh my god! What a fucking amazing. That was my first, first tour. tour. I was scared of flying. I had like a phobia of flying. So I hadn't flown. This is so crazy, but I hadn't flown for like years and years because I was like, I had this like major phobia of flying and I'd had like hypnotherapy like multiple times and all oh, this wow. shit. Oh, wow, like so a serious fear, not just some Serious phobia. Like I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd like avoided going on holiday and like I'd drive on holiday and shit. I was that scared of flying. It was crazy. And then obviously like I joined the band and it was like, oh, the first, first things in Australia. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I just got loads of Valium, basically, and just and just got so f- so fucked, basically, like on on Valium that I was just like I basically passed myself out pretty much nice. for the whole for the whole twenty four flight to, hour flight to Australia, and then that, and then for the first year I was I had to fly with like loads of Valium and booze basically to get through it because I was still nervous. Um, so yeah, that was my first experience with Soundwave. It was just fucking absolutely crazy. Um, different hotel al- every day fucking hotels, great show yeah. flying between shows. shows coming straight yeah. in at the top I'd never been to Australia and obviously. it was in January obviously so it would have been yeah, lovely weather love it and I met loads of, I look back now I actually met loads of characters that I still like know which is quite crazy like at the time I didn't know any bands from like I guess you'd call it the scene the kind of warped tour scene I didn't I wasn't my world so I didn't know any of these people so like we taught we did side 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 waves I think they were called or like side shows basically with like Chariot and Pierce the Veil and I'm still good friends with Stevus from Chariot because he's in Fever now right um I'm not I wouldn't say I'm good friends with Pierce the Veil but there were so many bands like on that like a day to remember I remember they were on that I think and I didn't know who these bands were, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Really cool first touring experience doing that show. I remember the stage set on fire, like in my second show. We played, a, we played out, out, I think it might have been Adelaide or something, and someone chucked a flare and it caught the top of the stage and was dripping, all this plastic was dripping off the top of the stage. 
they stopped this, this the stage was on fire they stopped the show for like 10 minutes and someone sprayed a fire extinguisher up from the stage up to the top and put it out and then they just carried on just carried on going bonkers it wouldn't happen nowadays fucking I mean yeah it definitely won't that festival I think the guy yeah. didn't the guy book, oh, I mean, yeah, book, a, it book a year and then did not pay anyone or some shit I can't remember That's we were on, I mean we, we, were, we, we were booked on that last one that didn't happen so we'll get onto that anyway but but yeah, so that was my first tour. And then while we were out there... Are we getting there the, was a the, pro- the fucking the Jordan Fish discography? Are we getting the history well, well, once that first part's over, it basically gets... We just settle into just normal. It stopped being exciting, so the rest of it's just normal. But um, but yeah, this bit is interesting because our album leaked while we were there. So this is my first tour. And obviously I'd been working like three months four months on this album and you left Napster running at home LimeWire <laughs> I didn't the don't blame iMac. me it, it actually was we went to France like a couple of weeks prior to that and uh, we were doing like a promo and I was super paranoid about shit leaking so I was always giving our management a hard time saying like don't give out CDs and be super careful with streams and all this shit and we got there and one of the kids who was interviewing us it was me and Ol he had like a CD and he said can you sign this for me and it said it said Shadow Moses and I was like what the fuck is this like to the guy and he's like oh it's a, like a promo album we give out and I was like you're not meant to be giving out CDs to people like the album's not out for two months and he was like oh it's okay we only give out like 10, 11 CDs that's my French accent yeah and, um, I was and just, I was like, just gonna check I was like, that I was French but we're good <laughs> it's French yeah <laughs> we're good. is it bad? no it's fine okay okay yeah, it's definitely French and um, and I was like oh um Okay, well, 10, 11 CDs, it's not so bad, but can we, can we like, chase them and get them back? Because, obviously, if someone puts it online, then... Who the fuck was fuck. doing this? Who's this doing is our French press, our French press people, people in, in Sony French... So, anyway, we got back. We emailed our management. When we were on the Eurostar on the way back, we were like, this isn't good. And they said, oh, we've just chased it down. There's 76 CDs has, have gone out to the press. So, so then we sent this massive email back to them. We were like... Our album is going to fucking leak, basically, because of this. How many so, months before pre- it's supposed to come out? Or weeks or Two whatever. months before. Two oh months my before. Oh, God. So 76 CDs have gone out in Paris two months before, and we're like, our album's going to fucking leak. So two weeks later, we're in Australia doing Soundwave, and the album leaks online. Um, so it's probably about seven, seven weeks ahead of release, pretty much. So way, way early. It was meant to come out... Uh, I think it was meant to come out May the 24th. Oh, no. I can't remember. But anyway, it leaked way early. Um, and it was just a total fucking nightmare. So in the end, we, we, we kind of rushed the release early and we put it online. It was like we didn't really know what we were doing. So we put it online to stream um, and then released it early. And, and it still went to number three in the charts, which obviously was, not, was quite good. It was more than the band had ever charted before, a lot more. And... I think maybe in hindsight it might have actually helped a little bit in a weird way because it was so different that at first people were like, oh, is this, is this actually their album kind of thing? Yeah, and you might you know have I mean? had people actually who didn't like Bring Me Before who heard the leaked one and was like, fuck, this is actually really sick. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the question mark of it, like, is, the, is this real or is it fake? Because some people were like, oh, it, doesn't, it almost sounds like them, but it... It sounds so different at the same time. So yeah, it still did well. And then from for that whole first, that whole cycle was just, we had Warp Tour then, um, which is where I really not got to know like Architects lads. Um, in, that Whee! was June of that year. So it was only, 
Yeah, good boys. Only like a couple of months after that, that was Architects, Let Live, um, Us. Oh, who else was on that tour? Fuck. So still, still touring with heavy bands. I mean, I, fuck, Sepatone was so fucking heavy, and even even that's the spirit's got some heavy shit on it. But now, yeah, I mean, who we'd, the still, fuck, we'd still tour with who heavy bands now the fuck if we could. Are you gonna tour with? <clears throat> you, um, what, what was your last? I mean, pretty, tour? to be what honest, your last tour? we pretty much just we uh, we was uh, Poppy, and uh, I mean, I can't remember to be honest. Our last American tour was Poppy and. And sleeping with sirens. Hmm. So, so I mean, it, you got some. I mean, that's just a bit of an there. old school. That's a bit of an old. To be honest, we that's we 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 very we tend to kind of avoid like bands from that Warp Tour scene for our support. So, usually our usually our bills are quite weird because we're trying to like do anything but bands from our what you would call like our original scene, but. Well, that's what I mean, because yeah, it just are, wouldn't make sense now playing stuff off ammo and then you've got fucking, I don't know, some metalcore band supporting. Especially yeah, if you're but saying why not? I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see it, but I don't know. We still, and we still, and we still do. I mean, we, I, I guess the closest thing, I can't even remember what our, we haven't toured UK for ages as well, so that doesn't help. But we did Fever and Yonaka, that was another one. Fever are kind of heavy-ish, they're not a metal band, but they're like... I don't know what you'd call them, like punk-ish band. Um, but yeah, I don't think we would tour. I don't think we would probably tour with a metalcore band, unless it was like there's a bunch that Ollie's into. So maybe one of them, maybe one of them. I mean, whatever, it doesn't what, matter. Do I you, think most people who come to our shows are open to whatever, aren't they? You guys still? I mean, it'd have to be. You still pick the supports? Is it? Yeah, of is course, it yeah. And it's like uh, just whatever you're into, or like I want to help this band, or a bit of both, or people that you're friends it, with. W- we're still picking supports, but uh, partly based on like ticket worth. If we're trying to do a venue, which is, you know, we still, there's still venues that we're playing that, you know, are a reach for us, for example. So before anyone takes still- that out of context, that's how every single band on earth picks a fucking tour. You need to think about who well, you want to take, but then you also need to think about they need to sell this many tickets. Just before anyone yeah, it's goes, a mi- it's a mixture. Jordan Fish says he'll only take a band on tour if. They can sell a lot of tickets, right? Because people don't well, know it's, what it's, happens. To some extent, it's to some extent it is true um, that obviously, like, if a band is worth, if you're trying to play a venue that's fifteen thousand capacity, for example, and 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 the booking agent estimates that we can pull eight thousand tickets, then you have to decide: do we want to, you know, do You'd we want to play to a half-empty venue, or would we try and do we try and fill it out and get another big support? Obviously, people don't investment. know that. Guaranteed, some people listening to this that will be the first time they know that. Okay, well they do now, but it's a mixture. Obviously, it's not as simple as that because there's obviously like there's so many other factors. It's like trying to find trying to find a bill that all works together and trying to find stuff that complements like what, what what we're doing at the time, music music wise or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends what what music we're doing and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. It is a tricky one. There's a bunch of bands that we we actually supported a day to remember at the end of the that's the spirit cycle in America. We we supported a day to remember, which is the the only support tour that we've done, and that was a good that was a good tour. So they're a band who I'd play with a day to remember. That they're, they're kind of from this. They're a scene band, but I like them. How good is it though nice, when you've nice been guys. headlining for ages and then you get to do a main support? Oh, it's amazing. We, we, oh, we supported Baby Metal last year in Japan. Fucking hell, it was amazing. 
in it. You're on Half an early, hour. you play fuck all, there's no pressure because yeah. everyone's there to see the other band and then you can have a couple <clears throat> yeah. of drinks and maybe even have dinner at a normal fucking time. Exactly, you're in, you still get to bed by 11.30, brilliant. Have a shower, everything. Beautiful. Yeah, it was bonkers. And they're quite, the, the whole thing in Japan is very different. Like their culture was, is just weird and amazing compared to, compared to what we like in terms of like how they treat foreign bands though it's, it's they do loads of stuff differently so we had like mad production like full we basically had a production that you could go into like headline Wembley Arena with they gave us that as a support and they have no reason to do that like we can probably pull 2,000 people in Japan we're not big there at all so I, I think just because we're a bigger band elsewhere they like treat you like with way more way more respect than Stuff like that, so it was really cool. Even at our level, where we're only doing sort of like 500 kids max in Japan, but like you'll get there and all your gear is already set up. You haven't had to bring anything, but someone like in house has researched your cymbal and drum setup and set it all up exactly the way that you do it. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's so fucking. I think cool. so. I heard someone telling a story about like that one of them festivals last year. Someone's like, Someone's like kick drum was sliding forward as they were playing, and one of the one of the in-house guys like laid down in front of it for the whole show to stop it from moving. I can believe it. The because level like, of in-house that, that was the sound only thing they could think well. of. Because we never take a sound guy with us to Japan just to try and save some money as like, yeah. you know like mid-level band, and uh, the 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 level of in-house monitor guy is neck like they're just amazing attention yeah. to detail I, I don't think so you have different monitor you have you don't take a monitor guy oh no we are we are a, we are a punk band we don't have that how many what's your crew then it's two uh, we have sound guy merch guy and photographer who shout out Gabe shout out Mikey shout out Ronnie uh, but our photographer sort of turns into a stage manager if things get a little bit hectic. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, we don't... And then do you, ha- do you have any techs? You just tech for yourself? No. Tech for myself. Um, uh, I had, in fact, on our last headline run, I had a drum tech. Shout out, Josh. Um, and that was the best thing that's ever fucking happened in my life ever. Yeah, just rock up and play. It was just... That's the first time it's ever happened. Uh, the second time, I filled in for Death of Vanna for a bit. Um, but... That was the first time I've had my own one. Fucking glorious. Yeah, so our our crew is like massive, basically, pretty much these days, especially at the moment. Band. It's since we introduced dancers that the crew's got ridiculously big because there's four of them as well. And they travel everywhere with us at the moment, so... How many buses you got? What are you working with? Um, we haven't done a bus tour for ages, but I think last time it was three. Wait, for the, for what's the, above bus tour? I just mean like we've the last few things we've done have been fly tours. Uh, okay. No, nothing fancy. I just like we did we did Japan and obviously there's no bus. Yeah. It was just hotels and flights. So the last bus tour we did was America in October, like maybe September October last year. I think it was three at that point. So we have one which is banned pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe we had like one of like an assistant on there or something. There was like seven or eight of us on there, and then. Then we have one which is like pretty much all of our like actual crew, like our main crew who stay with us all the time. And then there was one which was more like more like people who I don't know kind of thing. Like obviously there's like people, I guess there's people doing the video 
walls and staging shit and all that kind of shit. The big production shit. Produ- more the production kind of stuff, yeah. Which So I don't think we always have three. I think sometimes we can get into two, and depending, your, on, depending on what... Your current touring guitarist, if anyone doesn't know, John Jones, was in, Via- was in Viatrophy with me back in the day. Shout My- out to John Jones. Congratulations, John Jones, on the birth of his child yesterday. What? I didn't know the that. The day before. There you go. You know now. We put it on his Instagram. He's had a baby. Happy fucking birthday to that little kid. Yeah. I didn't know that, cool, but yeah, he used to play yeah. in Viatrophy for the longest time, and then I used to play in a band, The Seventh Cross, before Viatrophy with yeah. him, and then he was the drum tech for Bring Me the Horizon, and then he became the touring guitarist. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So he was, when I joined the band, JJ was the drum tech for years. I love so, JJ. Yeah. He's a great man, isn't he? Just a fucking... Great guitarist as well. Amazing. And a great drummer. Oh, yeah, annoying. Yeah. Annoying, and he's actually way he can play piano as well, which is like quite annoying for me because I'm not like obviously I have a piano like a keyboard on stage, and like if he comes over and plays on it, he'll like play some like real music, and it's like really embarrassing because obviously I can't play at all. So, and he you just really shreds. are self deprecating. No, that's the I, truth. I can't play piano, it's the actual truth. Um, right, to so that album, that album's out, piano. it's a smash hit. The fans, are, mm. the fan. I'm setting the scene. The fans are on your side now, are they, or are they still, still annoying? Pretty much, yeah. I, th- I think, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I th- there's some people. There's always some people that just like prefer, you know, don't like the progression or prefer the heavy stuff. I don't really know, to be honest, what the the zeitgeist of the fans and how much they l- like me is. So I know that most of them probably don't care. Do you write any lyrics, but, or does Ollie write all the lyrics? No, hell no. I, that's not in my Ollie brain. Do, Ollie he does all, all all the lyrics. He's yeah. a clever little man, yeah. isn't he? The only thing I would do is like sometimes I'll like say if I think f- the flow of a of a lyric could be better, like if I feel like it doesn't fit well with the melody we've written, and then he'll be like he'll either be like yeah I see what you mean, and he'll try and change it, find another way to make it work, or he'll be like no I I think that I can deliver that fine, and then that's that. I so, think yeah, pretty much pretty much just him so usually we'll map out melodies like we'll figure out melodies just with gibberish um and then he'll kind of on at some point he'll be like i've got a bit of an idea and then just go from there and then we'll try it out and it's kind of a back and forth process but yeah i don't do any lyrics at all all right so i'm still setting the scene all that shit's done you've done that album mm-hmm. smash hit you you pip no there's no grammy nomination by this point no no um, no Grammy nomination. Um, what did we win? We might have won a Kerrang Award, maybe. And then you got to do the follow-up, the difficult Jordan well, Fish. Well, that cycle finished with our Wembley show. That was like the round-off for that uh, for the Sempaternal album cycle. So we had like our, as bands do when they reach that kind of level, we had like our one-off big Wembley show. Just joined um, a band playing Wembley. Well, two years. It was a long cycle. Still, so that was that still, was like pretty bad. much two years since I started. But yeah, yeah, Wembley, which is a DVD, you can watch that back. Um, so yeah, mixed, that was the end of the cycle. Mixed then by Ramesh, cr- excellent mix. Mixed by Ramesh, who, who came back to then. Obviously, we brought him back eventually to record Ammo. He produced, he recorded Ammo, engineered Ammo. Where did you record um, that? Uh, we'll get onto that, but in, I just want to know. yeah, we'll get there in LA. Oh flew him out yeah. great mixer yeah we flew him out yeah. great great yeah, engineer he's a, he's as a great well. dude as well yeah good guy so yeah that finished then we just went and 
we just went and wrote the wrote, wrote that's the spirit so that was with two we finished that in december and then we wrote and recorded that's the spirit in the first few months of 2013 14 15 i guess anything different you swinging that big musical dick by this point like yo what up this not, is what we're doing now <laughs> no not really it was just more um maybe a bit maybe a bit more some stuff was beginning more with like synth than would have been on Sempaternal, some song ideas, but really not much of a difference, to be honest. It was just Ollie was a much better singer because he'd been singing, he'd been performing those songs for a couple of years. So we had that to work with where he was much more capable singer. And then, yeah, I think we just, I don't know. We had, we'd already released Drown as a single and that would have been probably our biggest song so we so we kind of bounced off that and we were like right let's keep going and just, and we put that on the album in the end that so, uh, that yeah, just, song doesn't sound like it belongs on that album no it's because it didn't but interesting it was our biggest song so we originally weren't going to put it on the album and it then we kind of thought between, about it like a single in between it, yeah it was this, it was a sing it was a single for Wembley it was a single to to help you know we was like oh we need a big song to to play at Wembley it was weird that whole time because like everything we did worked worked out perfectly, which is doesn't happen anymore. But like, you know, it was like, right, we need to write a big arena-y song for Wembley, to play at Wembley. And we wrote it and it was immediately like our biggest song by far. So I think we might have even played it last at Wembley. I'm not sure. But it was just, a, it was exactly what we had intended it to be kind of thing. Um, so initially it wasn't meant to be on the album. And then I think at some point during the recording process, Ollie, Ollie was like, oh, I think it would be, if you look back on our albums, it'll be a shame if it's not on one of them because it's such a big song of our band. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then when I thought about it like that, I thought, well, that's actually true. It would be weird for it just to be a standalone single, but to have never have been on an album. Were you initially point, like, look, this doesn't fit the vibe? I didn't want it to be on there and he had not wanted it to be on there either. But, but it had but then, to be. I don't think it. Don't think it doesn't fit the vibe. It's just a bit more emotional. I, I know what you mean, but at the same time, off. I'm just saying it's. I always think that album, that song, is from Sempaternal. Sempaternal era. It's more in between, isn't it? I can hear that. I can hear that. Yeah, but I'd never actually really thought about it to be honest. But yeah, I can hear that. Did you re-record but it, or did you just slap the song on? We did re-record. We recorded the drums and the guitars, and we tried to re-record some vocals, but we couldn't. It was Mike Demoitis. We couldn't couldn't yeah. get the vibe back. So we do the same thing um, in between every album. We do a single, and then it gets to the album, and we're like, "It's got to be on the album." But when we try and change something, but then we, when we change it, out of principle, it's not, as good. Uh, it's not. It's not as good. It's that the people that like the original go fucking mental. Like we had the song "The House Always Wins," um, about the 2016 election, obviously about. Mm -hmm. Hillary Trump and despite what the internet says our our opinion was that we're both fucked either way um, and we were like by the time the next album was coming out it's like well that's already happened but the song needs to go on an album so we got a second verse and we got the rapper Vinny Paz in to do the second verse and he fucking smashed yeah. it um, and people went mental like ah oh, you ruined the fucking song but it's like we needed oh, they were to mad. change they were mad about oh it. so mad and it's maybe my favourite part but they can just the listen album. to the other one exactly that one still exists yeah 
it's not you can't have that argument with people can you oh you really can't the 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 old stuff still existing argument is crazy like people just expect well hang on you're not exactly what I want right now that's I feel personally attacked by that it's difficult isn't it right so that's the spirit you 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 record it very so yeah we put that on there we we recorded we wrote it at Ollie's house in Sheffield and then we went to Santorini so so they said, where do you want to go to record Fuck it? So we just literally... hell. We just Googled, like, the best studios in the world. And that one came up as, like, the most amazing studio. And it was like, oh, could we go here? And they said, yeah, okay, we'll just... We'll see how much it is. And it was within the budget or whatever. Because we're on Sony, so the recording budgets are... Go on. You know. So, <laughs> well, they're quite high. I guess they're quite high. I don't Can know. Can you give me a number? I get Oh, you don't know. There is no number. That's the Whee! thing. There isn't like a... Infinite. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I just mean like, I think if you took the piss, at the end of the day, we've got to pay it back. So I've read between the it's lines. Not like... Infinite. Sony, infinite. I mean, I could give you a ballpark figure for how much an album costs us, but I don't... Which, we're relatively cheap, to be honest. Santorini, best studio in the world. Relatively cheap. Although I guess well, there's some pop artists It's not the best studio in the world. We, th- this is the thing, okay, we went out there with, there was the band, our personal trainer, which is uh, uh, admittedly a bit of a luxury, yeah, but, but he was very cheap at the time, sick. and it was good because we were, I was not in good shape and I came out of it in much better shape, and then we had a, an engineer that we took out and that was it, so seven of us went out to Santorini for two months, that was it, so which for a band like us is relatively, there's no other producer on That's the Spirit, me and Ollie produced the album, I did all the drum editing. I did all the bass and guitar editing. I comped and recorded the vocals. It's all DIY albums. So other than the cost of the studio, there was no other cost for our, you know, there was no other peripheral costs for our label. That was it. So, you know, it's, it isn't that much money in the grand scheme of things because we do so much stuff ourselves kind of thing. Yeah. There was no production team. There was no co-writers. There was nothing. It was just us. Um, and really, that was the same with Sempaternal. Even though we had Terry Date there, he didn't he didn't produce the album in the sense that he made no suggestions on the music whatsoever. Not one, I don't think. He just recorded the music. I recorded the vocals with Ollie. We did the synths. He recorded the guitars and drums and the bass based on the guide parts that we'd already worked out. And then then he gave it all to me. I put it all together and I gave it to the mixer. And that's the same way we worked. Uh, that's the spirit is when we when we brought Dan Lancaster on board who's the mixer who we've worked with ever since so yeah that was totally DIY album really which is quite crazy that's the first album I ever produced that's the spirit wow yeah which is sold that sold over a million albums that, that record without me to show off but I think that's quite fucking mental really it's really fucking good yeah it's oh thanks it's oh, definitely the one where I was like, okay, I liked songs on Sempaternal, but on that one, I was like, oh, I like Bring Me the Horizon. I still feel like some of it's a bit crap when I look back. What, though, what do you think's like, crap? There's like, there's like some, some of it I think is really good, but there's some songs that Come aren't on, let's not have so a fight about on. your own music. What, what do you think's crap? I'm pulling it up. Um, I don't love the song Run, which is like this. It's like that seventh or eighth song where you've like run out of ideas a bit. Did you get them on your albums? Like on. You, you I'm really like bad. Kind of at, done. I'm really bad at names. So you I wouldn't know. remember that song because it's just the it's just the like the filler one on that album. It's okay, but it's just it's just Hang a on. shame just that it wasn't it something better. 
it's not that good. No, I like that song. It's got the weird noises <laughs> at the beginning. I really like that song. Yeah. That's just not my favourite, personally. But there's uh, always things you look good, back on and think. It's got a good oh. vibe, though. And it's before Drown. And it's after Avalanche. Nah, it's good. You're wrong. Next. Avalanche is a song I like. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a Blasphemy. bad song on it. Blasphemy is pretty old school. It's got a hint of like a bit of a uh, kind of like what like is in you pub don't rock like vibe. No, I don't not like it. I'm just saying like it's a bit. It's it's. Is that the? It's not a vibe that I, not a vibe I would want to put on a song now. It's it's a bit of a. It's a bit the, like you got hell to pay. Yeah, yeah, baby. exactly. And you exactly. Um, still good though. I don't hate. I don't hate it. It just has aged compared to what I would. I would think say of as that our band now is the weakest one on there. But even mm. then, not even weak. Weak is bad. I couldn't fucking write anything that good. Uh, I would say that's the my least favorite. But like True Friends, I like True Friends, but maybe that one is not my favorite. Oh, hang on. Um, it's got a bit of a bullet for my Valentine vibe. Yeah, so, no, but it's it's a bit of an orchestral metal vibe, which is again it's one ah, that but I, that's I wouldn't. A fucking... I don't want to slag off the album. I love the album. I mean, you're honestly. slagging it off. It's not you're, bad. You're offending me, and I didn't even write it. I'm just saying it's not. I don't think it's like fucking. The same with Sempaternal. People are like, oh, Sempaternal, man, it's a flawless record or whatever. For our band, our fans would say that. And like, I, it's not at all. There's definitely, there's, there's some really good s- songs on there, but like, there's definitely some stuff where we didn't, you know, do the best, not like the best song ever. But I think it's quite hard to write like 10, 12, 13, like fucking perfect songs. You need some shit songs to make the other ones sound better, maybe. Um, yeah, but they're not shit. I would say that's, that's almost the perfect album. Shitter. Shitter, shitter, I'll give you shitter. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, and that's when Matt fucking stepped up as well. There's some like shit on there that's really hard. In fact, even on Ammo, I can't remember what song I was listening to the other day because me and my missus sometimes we'll get fucked up. And we'll listen to Ammo. It's a good getting fucked Work up album. Um, it is, yeah. It's about what it's good for. So, nah, come on, <laughs> don't be like that. There's one, and the yeah, kick, the kick pattern. I was like. I've not seen any live footage of this, um, but that kick pattern sounds like a fucking pain in the ass, and it's not even like a like a double pedal one. It's just a lot of sixteenth notes. Bum ba dum ba dum. Can't remember what fucking song it was. One of the singles. One of the ones. I won't know, to be honest. Yeah, but he definitely. I think he just more his style changed. Obviously, like we slowed down a bit. So over the course of those couple of albums, the the, the speed slowed down. So his style just adapted to. The music we were making, I guess. But yeah, definitely he's a sick drummer. Did he write the fill in uh, Throne? Um, you know the fill. Which fill? You, I think you, mean, you mean Avalanche. Is it? I thought Throne had the fill with the closed hi-hat in it. Nice little... Uh, like a... Hang on. Is it at the beginning? Mm. No, it's like in the second verse. Maybe it's Happy Song. I don't know. There's, oh, you know um, the fuck- yeah. I, I know that film. Is it happy? Song? I think it might. Have, it might. It might have been a a, a a mutual effort. That one. It's um. Oh yeah. Um, it's got. A, it's got. A I can't even remember it. It goes up onto closed hi hat. It's got shades of Craig, yeah. Craig Reynolds in that. If I say so myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. To be honest, I can't remember. But probably. I mean, usually, usually when we're demoing, it'll be like. I'll put something in and then he'll be like, oh, that wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to 
play it like that or it would be more like this and then we'll fit then we'll kind of jiggle it around and then when we get in the studio sometimes they change a little bit more because he's obviously when he's actually playing them they just can adapt a little bit um so yeah fuck knows i can't remember to be honest so um, i just remembered so yeah. i just remembered i was supposed to do a little side project with lee and nick from dead swans really and there were songs written th- and everything it never came out i feel Lee's always doing side projects that, that don't happen though. Someone else was telling me that they've got a side project with Lee the other day. But do you know Lee went and played in um, a bunch of clubs around Sheffield with his like old function band like last year? <gasps> really? Which I didn't even know about. I thought that was quite crazy. He just like went and rocked up and played like Bon Jovi and whatever the fuck they play. That's fucking it's pretty sick. cool. Obviously, no one knew. Like, there's no one there, so like, no one who would know he was in Bring Me Their Eyes and just went and did like a, a club tour in like working men's clubs up north. I love hearing people in massive bands who are still doing shit just for like the love of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? That makes me wish I could properly play like a like shred on an instrument because it'd be so cool just to do that. Just go and do a fucking open mic night. Yeah. Right. So we've there's established you hate you hate your best album. So we've done that. I don't hate any of our albums, but I just think there's no such thing as a perfect album. They're just different, aren't they? Right. Anything good from that spirit? At this point, do you get asked to co-produce yet? Because there must have been millions of people going, come and do that. Yeah, I've had, had after that album, I had a few people asking me, yeah, but it was was mostly mostly bands that I wouldn't, want to work with anyway go on you want to you want to um, you want to rinse <clears throat> no no I, mean, I can't even remember names particularly but there was a bunch of people who asked me to do to do stuff but nothing that i felt like would would be good for me so i just kind of thought oh, i'll just wait and we were so busy touring and stuff anyway like so um and also i had a kid towards the end of that cycle so Yay! that also changed my yeah changed my perspective a little bit so i'll try not to take on too much stuff um, so yeah that one went to number two so it was like Sempaternal was number three in the UK charts and then that one we had that, do you remember there was like a chart battle for number one with us and the Stereophonics is that what it was? That was they were still yeah, banging out a, albums it, they were still well enough to enough to compete with us yeah they, they still had uh, and they won we were convinced we were going to win and it was like it was so weird during the week because it was like dirty tactics basically throughout the week from you or from <laughs> they them? they did they started it, so it was obvious that they were going to be close. And you know, you get like updates every day. They were like, "Oh, we think they've done this, and you've done this, and blah blah blah." And we were we we weren't bothered about it to begin with, but within like a day or two, it was like, you know, we were hooked in, kind of thing. And it was like we really want to be, you know, we really want to get that number one. And um, and then they put on they put on some shows with like ticket bundles because you're allowed to do like shows, aren't you? With tickets like. You you buy a, a ticket to our we'll put on oh, a show. Oh, the pad, the big pad. The the big kind of like so basically it'll be like thirty quid for a ticket or thirty one quid for a ticket plus the album. So everyone does it, and so everyone gets the album. So it basically allows you to like sell a load more albums. So they put on. We were in America touring, and they put on a bunch of shows after like three days. They they put on these shows for sale with ticket bundles, and obviously we were like, oh fuck. Um, they're gonna, that's going to put them over us because obviously there's like 5,000. So we were like, what do we do? What do we do? So we got onto Paul Ryan, who's our agent. He was like, okay, we're going to do a UK tour with five shows, um, academies. So we just put these, we just basically put made a tour in 24 hours um, with whatever availability we could for like 
three months later because you can redeem them as soon as they're redeemed and people get the download it counts as an album sale so even if the tour's in six months if you sell the tickets and they get the download they count towards the charts so again put every, tours on. every motherfucker does this before anyone goes oh yes yeah, it's, it's it's standard i mean I don't, I don't know what the rules are nowadays but at that time I it was like a, a standard thing but it still happens yeah but anyway it was just like okay they did this and they were going to go ahead so it's like oh fuck we're gonna have to try and do do something to like get back to them so we put on this tour and it was like it was like oh God, it was birmingham it was it was how many basically how many tickets can we squeeze out of this thing so we ended up doing a mat we had two shows in birmingham academy a matinee and an evening show Jesus. um so we had to do we had to do five shows in five days and a double in birmingham so it was it and it was in our only week off of about three months of touring so they basically said you know if we put this in here you're gonna have zero time at home in the next in the next three months and you're gonna have to do s six shows in five days just before we go and do like some other horrible run with arenas and stuff so it was it was basically like if you're doing this you realize it's going to be fucking horrible and after the fact not we can't do it now so it's going to be horrible for you in two months and we, obviously we were so keen to get it we were just like yeah put it in let's go we're going to fucking beat them and yeah it got to the end of the week and we sold f i think 44,300 albums in the first week and they sold 44,600 they beat us by about 300 albums oh they beat you by the fucking Mama Roos, Birmingham. You could have stuck exactly. a third Basically, show in yeah. at nine p.m. We could have done it. We could have <laughs> done another, another matinee, a double matinee, and we could have had them. So um, if it, it makes was you so feel close, any but better, then where do you where do you draw the line? If it makes you feel any better, I only really remember Stereophonics for whatever album came out after Performance and Cocktails. I bought it the same day I had my first wank, and uh, <laughs> I remember after having the first wank that I was feeling all very good about myself. And I was like, oh, I'll just pop this CD on. And it was shit. And it ruined my day. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is such a strange It's 100% true as well. That's why it's strange so that you've funny. linked those two things. My first wank. I can't remember my first wank. You can't remember? No, there's yeah. no way you can't remember your first wank. I don't need to hear there's the details. Been, but there's no way no one... That first wank... When, uh, no, I can't. I can't remember my first wank. That's just the truth. I can't remember it. Can't remember it. Maybe I am with. I definitely. What is your first? What 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 is your first one? No, the first, the, you know, the first one with with the credits with an ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Let's get back. Let's get back on track. Right. Um. So yeah, we lost by three hundred albums, and then uh, yeah, so that was that. That was that. And but we still, obviously, two months later, we still had to do these fucking shows. So it was like the most miserable tour ever because it was like you didn't get the number one album. Now you could be punished for five days and have to do like a matinee. We had to play an hour and a half matinee. We went back. I remember going back to the dressing room after like that show. And you know when you know how you feel after a show. Yeah. It's just like you're fucking exhausted. And it was like right half an hour. We go back on stage again. They just turn the venue around. Oh. Have to do it all again. It was just mental. I wonder and obviously if it's... by that point it was all for nothing. We did that. We've done that twice, I think, two shows in one day. And I think both times they were idea. at Hamburg Logo, which is my least favourite venue in Europe. There's no backstage. The stage is shit. Uh, the shows are always great, but there's nothing around. And a matinee show and then an evening show. And I think it might be the, the only time I've ever played drunk because I was like, why did you Why did you do a matinee? Because it was under eight. Was it under eighteens and over eighteens or something? Uh, I think it was actually 
they sold no it wasn't like an Australia thing fuck yeah I have done matinees in Australia but it no it was I think the tickets sold, we have sold to actually, far too fa- fast and there wasn't a choice to upgrade yeah so they just doubled up yeah ooh must be wow. nice sold too many tickets let me ruin yeah. my day <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so you've done that's the spirit that's done anything yeah. anything good after that or you go straight, straight um, into ammo. We had a we had a break after that because I'd had a kid, um, and we just we'd we'd gone straight from Sempaternal into that's the spirit. So it had really been like four or five years nonstop without being home for other than at Christmas without being home for a big chunk of time. So we had like three months off. Um, I did the mount. I climbed up Kilimanjaro oh, yeah, for charity. You and Ollie. In the, me and Ollie in that period, yeah, before we got started. Um, and then, and then we started on ammo. So yeah, and that was that was a similar long kind time of process. We, what the the Kilimanjaro? Yeah. It was uh, the nineteenth of October, two thousand and seventeen. So hang on, so you you spent three years writing that album? No, two years writing that album. Oh, I guess that's normal, isn't it? Two years writing it? No, we toured for t- we toured both those albums for two years nonstop. We didn't write while we were touring. We were just we were just touring. Okay, right, and then we really right. we we really did we we really used to like tour and then write. You know what I mean? It was like right, we finished we finished the cycle. Now let's start writing, which we don't really do now. We're kind of constantly writing, but yeah, before previously we'd kind of like sit down and be like, right, let's start writing. It was kind of a bit of a different process. So yeah, we finished that cycle, had a three months off, did Kilimanjaro and all that shit. And then after Christmas, we kind of, or over Christmas, we got back into it. Um, and we wrote through till, I think, and then I think we ended up going to America in May, May, June, um, to record it. So we did that in LA. We wrote it in Sheffield and then we carried on writing it and finished recording it in, in LA in 2018. So that was another two months we lived in LA for. And that, this is sort of the one where you got the pop, the pop fans, the pop side on. You're you're a pop rock band now, I'm afraid. Yeah, well, I don't know, maybe a bit. I mean, it's I good. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you could be. Some of it has no thing that would let anyone know that there's a rock band in there. Yeah, I guess so. It depends. In a good way. I'm not saying it's bad. There's a lot of like, yeah. I would say there's a lot of like, almost like prodigy vibe to it. You know how the way that prodigy were never really <coughs> considered a rock or a dance or a pop band, but were simultaneously. Yeah, they just it. had bits of guitars and stuff. Yeah. So I guess it was, yeah, that one's probably our most, our most out there album in terms of like varied styles. And it's not very rock. I think we, we kind of avoided trying to do anything that we'd done with regards to like rockiness um on purpose i don't know why i just i think we were just so fed up with we were just so fed up with what we've been doing that we just felt like we wanted to do something try and do something completely different so i don't know why it was probably the worst idea ever but <laughs> we just felt like we wanted to try and push ourselves to do something that felt completely different so every song come out quite different because of that um so yeah i mean the I actually think it's probably our best album, but in 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 some ways, but it's definitely our most like divisive for sure. Did you get backlash? Yes, yeah, definitely. Got that was probably the only time I've ever had backlash from music we've put out that's actually like hurt me. I think. Really, from anything stick out a little bit. Yeah, 
we got around the time we released medicine which is probably the most pop rocky song on the album yeah. we got a lot a lot of i got a lot of backlash and we got a lot of, i just looked at it and i i was so excited to release it we put so much work into it that i was just like open to getting hurt by the comments kind of thing i think just because i'd got myself so excited and we went we went to radio it was me and nichols went to radio one to do the the animac promo and yeah i, I just remember like i was super buzzed out about it and then just like obviously a lot of a lot of people saying not a lot but i mean enough for me to see the comments kind of like and yeah just just i was just like we'd, i'd worked so hard on the album and everyone had it was just like oh god what's the point you know what i mean it just kind of gave me that feeling of like of uh just overwhelming depressed to be honest i was actually a little depressed after that for for a little while i had to I had to see someone <laughs> there's no shame in <laughs> for, that mate for, no, for, for, for a couple, that a couple of, of times like, couple 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 yeah i'd never had that before and like having to actually talk to someone to try and like get myself out of the uh like feeling of like not wanting to get out of bed it's quite a weird feeling especially if you um, haven't experienced yeah. it until like your 30s you're like wait no i what I'd, the fuck? I'd never deal, some I'd, people deal with this all the time yeah i think it was just an overwhelming i'd put so much pressure on myself and worked so hard and then to have it like hit me in the face that hard after after really putting that much into it i was just like yeah, but from oh. who from fucking shitheads i know it's we had it when we released a song that was like so politically divisive that all the comments from the other side of politics went psycho. And yeah. even though they're people I would never want to listen to my music anyway, when you read like 10,000 of the comments, you can't help but just yeah, lose exactly. a bit of whatever is keeping your brain going. <clears throat> well, I saw, after that, I sort of changed my... It kind of put a bit more of a... I, I put a bit more of a divide between myself and the fans of the band, I would say. Um which is the only downside, I guess, of that is like, I definitely don't feel like I have any kind of connection to our fan base in the way that I did before. Like I definitely, you before you I felt like... It. You fucked it. You <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Him, you fucked <laughs> it up. No, I, don't, I don't think it means, means anything to anyone, but I definitely don't feel like no one could say anything that would hurt me now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't you, care you what, thick, what they think. Whereas before that, I'd been... Yeah, you get thick skin. Whereas before that, I'd been I'd allowed myself to be so open to like what people's opinions were and stuff that obviously like I left myself susceptible to that. And after that, I realized like, I can't ever let this happen again because I don't want to get out of bed and I've got children. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, I've got too much, I've got too many important things to worry about than to be bothered about what some kid thinks about the music I'm making. Well, that video is so, good as well, isn't it? Which the one? Medicine video, the fucking CGI shit. Oh, the extra wet guy. Yeah. He's so cool. That shit's crazy. Have you seen his Instagram page, the guy who made it? No. It's literally like his style of video is just that. That's what he does. It's like heads that blow up and suck in and come out of toothpaste and little bodies that all fall into each other and shit. That's like his style. He's a German dude. So did so, like yeah, just, Ollie so, find that guy and then be like, Yeah, I want... Ollie found him and yeah, Ollie found him and said, I want this guy to do a video. I kind of so. love how hand like finding out how hands on he is with shit. I would imagine sometimes Very hands bands on. get this big and then the singer just goes, well, I'm no. the singer, so I'll just do We're, whatever. Our band is like super DIY. That's the weirdest thing about our band. So like I've, we've got a song coming out in, well, I mean, it's meant to be coming out in three, four days. So we recorded that ourselves. He's done the video. He filmed it. with the, We have a video guy who's like our tour video guy. And we, he kind of works with us all the time. But 
self-directed. He's cut it himself on Adobe or Final Cut, whatever he uses. Like, Wait, it comes out in the four videos. days. It's just common knowledge. Yeah. Um, I think he Ollie's come out and said the song's coming out. I don't think anyone knows that we've done a video. Is this the shit that you've been doing um, those videos for, where you're like writing? What is that shit? Yeah, exactly. You're like doing so that's, that's writing sessions. Yeah, exactly. So that that was us writing this song. So we've we've made this song over, over, you know, Skype effectively. So that's coming out in like three or four days. Unless we push it, we're still kind of debating whether it's appropriate to even release a song right now with everything that's going on. So yeah, if we push it back, it gets pushed back. But we'll see. You know, I'm gonna. I think we're gonna judge it on Monday and see. It's really hard, isn't it, to know what you know, what to do, kind of thing. So. Yeah. Without wanting to get into it particularly. I mean, this is going to come out way after Yeah. This, okay. so well, well, then hopefully your song will already be, be out, out then, won't yeah. it? What's it called? There you go. If anyone hasn't checked um, it Paras- out. It, it's called Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve. There you go. Yeah. And it's going to be really great. <laughs> it is a good one, I have to say. I do, I'll do. i send it to you if you want. You can Please. cut in. I love that. Like I, liked, I, I forgot I got ammo really early as well. Are you allowed to say that? In fact, you're not allowed to say that. I think it, no, it already leaked when you you sent it to me. But I had a story about leaking actually. But when you said the thing about um, Sam Paternal leaking, I have a friend who's a yeah. producer, and he sent. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm not going to name any names anyway. But he sent the guitarist of a band one of the mixes from the album they were working on. What he was mixing their album. The guitarist yeah. then accidentally leaked that song. And then the label sued the producer for... Quote, for sending it to the guitarist. For sending it to the guitarist. For quote-unquote oh, wow. loss of earnings. And he had to s- settle it out of court. Blimey. Fucking bunch of cunts. Cunt snakes. It doesn't sound, doesn't sound possible, does it? But, but it does. At the top, the, li- yeah. the vermin... That runs some of the record labels. You know who you are, you fucking wankers. Anyway, that's a bit much. Shout out to Sony, Sony UK. No, they're, they're nice, Label. aren't they? They're, Represent. They're nice. they're nice people. Nah, none of them are nice. Whoa, they're, fuck. They're all terrible I people. I suppose you're big enough that you could just fucking, you just rinse. No, they could drop us in. No, I'm only joking. Our label are actually brilliant. I hate to say it because I feel like really corporate saying that they're actually a really good label. But Same with us. They are. That's, an, that's another thing people one. don't believe. People often think that like, our record label have something to do with our band in terms of like in terms of anything anything they don't have uh, they do loads of stuff for us but in terms of like the direction of any element of our band they don't they have no pretty much ollie says here's what we're gonna do for a video here's what we're gonna do for here's you know or and we'll give we'll give them an album like they didn't hear ammo until they haven't heard any of the three albums we've done until they were basically finished and other than I think maybe one of them or two of them have voiced an opinion on like what they think the single should be they maybe say oh we think that one should probably be the second single instead of the third and that kind of feedback I don't I don't give a shit they're all our songs like I don't find that offensive at all well you're fucking you're still punk rock you're still doing it DIY you've gone all muffled um, it's because and I can hear myself back hang on what's happening is my airpods are running out of battery so we're actually probably going to have to fucking call it soon I mean yeah we're going to it's long, to be fair, it's been an it's hour been and a half, hasn't it? an hour and a half, which is actually longer than most episodes by the time I've done some waffling at the beginning. So unless you've got anything... Well, let's wind... Where did we get to, then? Let's wind forward. Ammo's yeah, it, come out. Pretty much. Ammo's come Didn't out. Didn't win a Grammy. Blah, blah, blah. An album Didn't that win a Grammy, but Perfect Circle won the Grammy. Yeah. Very disappointed. Then... It makes with Forrest Whitaker. 
Yeah, yeah. That mates with Forrest Whitaker, yeah. And that's it, really. That's about it. That's about where we finish. And then new material now, so we're going to do... We're not going to do albums anymore next. We're going to do a series of EPs starting with... I think so. We're going to do like a, a sort of six, seven or eight track, almost like a mini album, but we're going to try and do... We're going to try and do a series of them that are all connected. Is that announced? In a, no. Are you going to get in trouble for that? Because that will no, be No, because we've said... As, we've. We've said as much already. Ollie's already said we're gonna we're not gonna do albums. We're gonna do EPs, but we haven't exactly. I mean, this can all change as well. We're still figuring it out because obviously, like, we don't really know. But I definitely know that we're doing an EP soon. Nice. That's because we've written half of it. So, how, what's yeah. your? How are you doing this FaceTime writing? Because I've seen the videos. Like, do you have a specific app you're using, or are you just sticking <coughs> FaceTime on? So we, what we do is I I use this thing called Audio Movers, which is like an app that. It's like a plugin that I put on Pro Tools and then it streams to Chrome or to another like DAW and Ollie can listen to the high quality, like the high quality MP3 stream as we're working. And then, yeah, pretty much he'll like sit with his like headphones on and he's got his mic there as well. And then he'll like write stuff down, like lyrics or, and he'll tell me what to do. I'll play stuff back. Because a lot of the time when we work, he's not doing anything hands-on. He's just listening and I'm making yeah. and he'll be like, yeah, no. So to be honest, it's not really any different. Like he's, he's mostly just listening and trying to assess from like more of a background position. And I'm like hands-on trying to make chords and be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? So in terms of that process, it, it hasn't actually made that much of a difference. That's fucking cool. But I have him on FaceTime as well, so we can still see each other. So it, 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 I've got so used to it now that it, it doesn't feel that weird which is kind of crazy. So I, th- I think to some extent we'll probably carry on with it because it allows us to do like small sessions without me being away from the kids and shit. So yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's worked. He records himself. So I play the I music that. down. He records with a Rode fucking NT2A. No, that's a, that's a Neumann. I'll have you oh, know. Oh, right. It's you should have had the logo. It's, a Neumann. Fucking... it's, it's my mic. So All right, why has he got... Um, I was literally, when I saw it, I was like, that can't be a road mic. You're like one of the biggest singers in fucking any band on earth. And that looks like a road. Well, it was because when we were there last time, it was like the lockdown was beginning. So I kind of like left my interface and all my shit set up there. So that knowing that basically the only recording we're going to have to do is him. Because obviously the rest of the shit I can do with either DIs or just like MIDI. So it was like, okay, I'll leave this here, set you up. And then he just figured out how to record himself. He records himself on Logic, I think. And then he dumps them into Dropbox for me, the audio files. I drag them into Pro Tools, comp them up, and then make a take. And it's like, sweet. That's how me and Tom write stray stuff at the moment as well, the Dropbox thing. But the annoying thing is we both use Logic. So what happens is if he's recording guitar, obviously all the little tiny takes he makes, my Dropbox will go... Thomas changed 1,085 files. And my Dropbox is. Oh, like, so you, have you got have you got the session in there? Yeah, then, in it's the like Dropbox. a shared folder. See, we don't we don't do that. We just literally like he'll make a long audio file and drop the whole thing in, and I import it. Interesting. So we're not sharing a session, but that probably sharing a session would be a better mm, way to work. Yeah, but accidentally deleting and it's actually a nightmare. So just stick to what you yeah, do. I don't yeah. want to be responsible for your destroying <laughs> yeah. the Horizon EP. Um, let's call yeah. it. Unless you've got anything to say. That's it. That's all I got to Wait, say. It's been, it's been wonderful. Yeah, thanks very much. We should do a round two. I feel like I've got more to talk about. I feel we like you covered do the as well. 
There's a lot of Newbury scene history. What we're going to do, we're going to do Silosis in person. We're, we could do one in person, talk about Josh from Silosis. We could talk about Josh from Silosis all day. But, um, or um, Exit 10. I feel like there's a lot to look, talk about. Don't, we're 10. not doing that now. We'll do that in the next one. The next one will be far yeah, no, more these are, these are, like a nice, nice these beer or coffee teasers. or whatever. I'm doing little teasers. That's like a cliffhanger. All right. In the next one, it's going to be talking about old bands that you bar. don't give a fuck about. Face bar, exit 10, silosis. Who else? No made sense. No made sense, yeah. Right, fuck off. This oh, is this is fine. This is done. Uh, I'm running out of battery. Right. This has been emotional. I've really enjoyed it. It's been nice to catch up. Send me your file. Thanks very much. Don't delete it. See you in a it. bit. I'll see you later, mate. I won't. I won't. Bye. Bye.